0: Hey everyone, it's Bert from Season Gaming and on episode 8 of the BitCast this week, I'll be doing it solo. Ains is actually traveling in the UK currently and I'll be covering all the main topics having to do with Gamescon, the most recent new releases and what kind of review scores they had, and the news that has happened in the last couple weeks. And boy, it's been a big news week this week and last week. So at the start of Gamescon this week, Xbox kind of launched it off, or I should say Microsoft, with the release date, which we've kind of known already, and the ability to pre-order the Xbox One X. Now due to everybody's complaints and everything about the Xbox One X for the longest time, it actually outsold and out pre-ordered, I guess you might want to call it, a lot higher than the expectations were. If we look at it from the Amazon sales chart that recently came out from the highest selling consoles, It has actually outsold the PS4 Pro only on pre-orders for all of 2017. Now obviously the PS4 is already in its, I guess, year 2 or in the middle of its current cycle, so we can't really use it as a fair comparison, but it is important to keep in mind that all we've sold through is the pre-orders. If you missed your pre-order, that's okay, because there's actually gonna be a secondary pre-order for the non-Project Scorpio Xbox One Xs. So if you caught the actual announcement and if you've caught the trailer on our site, Major Nelson, or Larry Herb as you might wanna call him, did do an unboxing and we do have a special scripting of Project Scorpio on the console and also on the controller. So this is specifically for the launch. So how did it work out? So they did the Gamescom conference with Microsoft At that point, they did have the actual console, and when they were describing that, the pre-orders went up. Now, this was kind of an interesting day altogether. Retailers did take about five to 10 minutes to kind of flip that switch on their side. You were able to order online. They did sell out really fast on a lot of the bigger retailers, so Amazon sold out in about uh, 10 to 15 minutes at the max. And if you were able to kind of catch GameStop or some of the other ones in store, in other words, the brick and mortar ones, their pre orders went up within about 30 minutes of the announcement. So it was kind of a mess. A lot of people missed it, didn't get to get it. Uh, Later on in the day, some of the other retailers did have the online online pre-orders, and you were still able to kind of do a few with Microsoft and Target later in the day, so the Microsoft Store. However, within four days of the announcement, the entire pre-order lot was sold out. So um, at the current time, Larry Herb on his Twitter account did mention there will be more pre-orders up in September, so if you missed it, Unfortunately, you're out of the Project Scorpio pre-order, but it is rumored, it's not confirmed yet from him, that the standard Xbox One X will be available for pre-order at the end or kind of in the middle of September, so that's kind of a big deal. Now, going back to the uh, message that came out from Amazon regarding the highest selling console as far as the premium products, in other words, the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, The other pre-order went up this week and kind of a mess as well that was kind of outselling like crazy. And that is the SNES Classic. So if you missed that message or saw that information, a lot of confirmations were going out this week that the pre-order was gonna be up this week. Well, guess what, the pre-order went up and the SNES Classic did outsell the um, Xbox One X. That may be due to the fact that we're not getting that many Xbox One X's at pre-order and at uh, launch, so we'll see what happens later when the second comes through. But the SNES Classic, boy, that was another mess. If you think about the what happened with the NES mini that was a mess but snes classic is supposed to have a lot more consoles in store Um, that was the weirdest launch ever because best buy actually kicked it off around midnight central time you were able to get the actual pre-order online that night best buy sold out of that in less than two minutes to kind of give you a heads up and that's in the middle of the night with any heads up later on in the a.m morning um, we did find out that Amazon put up their pre-order. This was around 4 o'clock CST, and when that happened, they sold out in less than a minute. So when the brick and mortar starts starting to open up, they didn't get the SKU to do the pre-order for this for a good amount of time and to kind of give you a heads up, the actual pre-order for the brick and mortar Gangstop did not go up until about 12 to 12.15 CST, so depending where you're at, that's how long they took to get their SKUs to actually set up the pre-order for the SNES Mini. Now the last retailer that was kind of holding on for the last second to do their online uh, pre-orders was Target and that happened at about 1 o'clock CST, so all these retailers selling out, the only one that took a little longer than three to five minutes to sell out was GameStop brick and mortar and they actually sold out of their stock within 30 minutes per some of the information they've been getting out. Now, the online sites are all sold out, so you're kind of screwed, I guess you might want to call it, for the pre-order side of things. Uh, Nintendo did come out and say, and so did GameStop, that some of the stores that didn't have pre-orders are going to have some in-store launch day. So kind of the unfortunate thing here, we're still going to have to stand in long lines if you didn't get to pre-order on an online retailer or a brick-and-mortar store. So some of them still will have it, and you might want to check with your retailer to see if you can still get one. To go back on the pricing on these, the Xbox One X is retailing for $499.99, that's not going to change regarding if you get the Project Scorpio one or their standard one, that's going to be your main one that you're going to kind of go for since you can't get the Project Scorpio's anymore. And then when it comes to the other, the SNES Mini, it's $79.99, they are only going to be selling till the end of 2017, so if you're going to be trying to get that, try to get on some call list or wait list to kind of let you go on. So that's kind of the big news this week when it comes to the console launches, it kind of Kicked off Gamescom. We'll kind of jump over to some other news that kind of came out that wasn't specific to Gamescom, and we'll talk more about these consoles and kind of what happened when we talk about our main topic. So, in some other really weird news that came out this week, Ubisoft and Square Enix have a special deal going on right now where they're going to combine a little bit of their universes and kind of their things um, with. Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins and Final Fantasy XV. So what are the details behind that? Well, not too much is known so far, with the exception that in Final Fantasy XV, you'll be able to actually get some Assassin's Creed clothing for Noctis and his crew, and then you'll be able to use some of the weapons and do some advanced killing, I guess you could do, from the Assassin's Creed universe. It hasn't really been said what's going to happen in the Assassin's Creed Origins game that's going to have some Final Fantasy stuff, but the game hasn't released yet, so we don't know that yet, but that's a new uh, announcement that did come out At first it was thought to be a rumor, it was later confirmed by both production companies so we'll kind of see what happens. The second big news that's coming that's kind of a weird thing is Skyrim. We kind of knew that that's been out for the longest time, you know, five plus years on the other consoles, but the Switch version finally coming out. We haven't had a hard release date on that yet, but the Amazon European sites did come out and kind of leak a little bit about the actual tentative date, and that's going to be October 23rd of 2017. Now, we're not quite sure if that's specifically for the European region, but most of the time when these leak out, they're really close to each other, so we'll kind of probably between one and two days of that release date, if not that firm release date. So for the people that have a Switch, they've been waiting for Skyrim, that's gonna be your date, once again, October 23rd. So we'll see how that happens. Um, At Gamescom, we did have another announcement from PUBG. The um, actual developer came on, the main director of the game came on to the stage of the Xbox slash Microsoft stage. They did talk a little bit about it and they are showing some kind of signs to where Microsoft is gonna be helping along with publishing and development for the game. That's not really saying that it's going to be an exclusive to the Xbox One, but it is kind of leaning to the fact that we might be looking at a timed release here. So a timed exclusive release for people that are kind of confused with that verbiage. This was similar to Rise of the Tomb Raider. It did come out about a year before the PS4 version came out when it was on the Xbox One. We might be seeing something along those lines. However, the developer did talk a lot about the power of the Xbox One X and being able to play in high settings with a steady frame rate on the Xbox One X. So I'm not really sure what that means for the standard Xbox and the standard PS4, but when it comes to the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, that's gonna be the place to actually play that if it does come out on Sony consoles. Now this has a huge following and has been one of the highest played games currently in the PC world. So we'll see what that kind of means when it comes to the release of that game. Now, the other big news that's kind of come out in the last couple of weeks is the unfortunate news of Crackdown 3. Now, that was delayed to spring of 2018. A lot of people are already talking about the negativity this causes for the Xbox One release calendar for the fall of 2017. Now, for people that are big into exclusive, that's probably gonna bother you. For people that just play games cross-platform or don't really stick to exclusives, it's probably not gonna bug you too much. As we've learned in the past couple years, it's been really weird to actually have games come out that are broken. They ship with the tons of glitches and, and bugs, as we all know, Mass Effect Andromeda. We have a lot of the Ubisoft games that have this problem. So for people that are looking for the best experience from Crackdown 3, we are probably looking forward to the Spring 2018 release instead of what might have launched here in November. So. Not the worst news in the world, but it is unfortunate for people that were really looking forward to Crackdown 3. The stuff that was coming out of E3 for people that were playing it did kind of talk about it being kind of not as polished and not as kind of slick as people were expecting and they have heard for the last few years of Crackdown. So unfortunate for the first party releases, we still have fours are go on when it comes to exclusives and cuphead. So depending on if you're only buying an Xbox for exclusives, might be a letdown, but if you're buying it for the full package of cross-platform online service and the short amount of exclusives, might not affect you too much at all. So that's kind of one of the big news is from there. Another big news that kind of released this week via Reddit, a user on Reddit did talk about why the PSN downloads are so slow. Now what does that mean? Did it even affect you before? Do you have lightning fast on PSN? Um, Well, I personally have super slow speeds on PSN when I download games. A lot of people on Season Gaming that we've talked to about this did mention the same thing along with ourselves, the editors have this issue. So what the user ended up doing from Reddit is he did a ton of testing. He literally changed things here. He at one time was playing a game while downloading something. He at one time he didn't touch anything. And the biggest thing that ended up finding out regarding this update is if you're gonna download something on PSN, don't do anything else while you're doing that. The main reason is is because the Sony hardware and software does put the download speed at the minimum priority when it comes to everything you're doing so if you're playing a game while downloading another game if you're surfing YouTube while playing a game and then you are doing something else while you're waiting for that game to download it's gonna slow you down because the actual hardware puts that as the lowest priority so this is probably not an exact science this is just a lot of testing done by a reddit user a lot of people have confirmed that this is exactly what happens so if you are in a super hurry to download a game don't do anything while doing it so kind of interesting kind of cool for someone to actually do that, but that's the biggest thing and that's kind of explained a little bit about the PSN download speed. So not the answer we're looking for but it has a little bit of what we're looking for. Other big news this week is the Shinmu 3 trailer did come out and to a lot of people's surprise it looks kind of weird. The facial animations, the facial movements that are going on with the characters, and the actual physical animations of the users look like something from past generation of Xbox 360, PS3. It just doesn't look that good. Now this was more of a teaser where we got to see a lot more from what the original release and teaser was two years ago from the Shenmue, um actual raising money that they did to get more money. And the Kickstarter campaign did raise a lot of money to get that part three. So let's hope they do a lot of polishing and this game gets a lot better so we don't have a lot of weird facial animations and kind of sticky actual movements from our characters in Shinmu 3. But for people that love this series it was a bit of a surprise. We weren't expecting something as unpolished as we see. In Overwatch news this week, Mei's campaign story finally came out via YouTube. You might be able to find this on the Blizzard side as well, but over the past year or so, we've been getting a lot of the stories of these characters from the game. Now, Mei's beloved by a lot of people. A lot of people love playing her. Every time I play the game, someone's using her in some form to annoy me beyond means. But finally we have her story, her actual video. It's about 10 minutes long, you'll be able to catch it and as usual on all these actual stories, they're all great. So take a minute and take a look at it. It's great, it's good to see. Games with Gold uh, for September have been released. For the Xbox One titles, we're looking at Forza 5 Game of the Year Edition, so you should have almost everything you need for that. Now, that is that game is a few years old now, so uh, you're not going to be getting the Forza 6 uh, Motorsport that you got a couple years ago, so Forza 5 was actually one of the launch titles. Cool to finally get, though. You can kind of play a lot of what was, but with Forza 7 coming out, you're going to want to definitely take a look at that in Forza 6 if you still can. The other Xbox One game that we're looking at is Oxenfree. So this is more of a side-scrolling uh, game that's got a great art style. Uh, the story is about a group of kids that kind of unlocks some some ghosts and stuff, and you gotta kinda get through and kinda find out what happened. That also released on PC, so a lot of people may have seen it on PC. For the Xbox 360, and by the way, when they go on Games with Gold, they're also now considered backwards compatible on the Xbox One. So you're playing a Hydro Thunder game that came out on the Xbox 360 obviously a while ago, and you're looking at Battlefield 3. So these will be able to go live on September 1st. Obviously there is a staggered release date on how those work. We only have a few days left in August, but make sure to get Trials Fusion as soon as you can. It's a great game and a lot of fun to play in a lot of different areas, so check that game out. In our last piece of news, we have the Call of Duty World War II beta that went live as of August 25th through August 28th only for Sony PS4 and PS4 Pro, depending on what you have. Obviously, they have a marketing deal with Sony and Activision, so Sony is going to get it first. You're not getting any different betas. They're both the same exact beta, it's just that one's getting it at an earlier date. And then for the Xbox One, you're looking at September 1st through September 4th. Now, the big deal here is the only way you can get into the beta is if you pre-order couple of little tricks that you might want to do is you might want to pre-order from Amazon or even go to GameStop if you have one nearby. If you don't use Amazon, Do a pre-order for 5 bucks, whatever the case is, if you want to check the game out. At that point, cancel your pre-order if you didn't like it or didn't care for it. Remember, on pre-orders online, you don't have to pay for anything until the game ships. So you're not really losing anything. It's kind of like a free pre-order for yourself. So kind of a good deal there. Um, Once again, you're only looking about three to four days for that beta. Once the beta's there, it's gone and the game comes out soon enough. So you'll be able to play it soon. So that's our news for the past couple weeks. Um, let's go ahead and move over to the other thing we like to do and that's developer news. So this past week, a lot of the users did look on the uh, Last of Us 2 uh, development cycle. They are hiring like crazy. So they're hiring for developers, they're hiring for all kinds of uh, artists and stuff for the game. It's in full development now. So we're probably looking at I'm probably going to guess around a 2019 spring or summer release for Last of Us 2. I'd be really surprised if we see this game coming out in fall of 2018, but based on the open positions for the developer Naughty Dog, we are seeing this game is in full development now, and that's what usually happens with game development. We see a huge teaser at an E3, a gamescon like we're going to talk about today, and then the game comes out later, later, uh, because of games take a little while to develop. We kind of learned that with Death Stranding. They, took, they kind of released that, and it took forever for the game to go into full development. They're in full development right now. In other developer news, we are hearing from the ARC developers about Sony once again kicking out the idea of cross-platform. The developer did come out during the most recent interviews that they were having, and did state that the cross-platform is ready to go with PC, Xbox One, and PS4, and they did state that PS4, or I should say Sony, is not interested in any cross-platforming game. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but it is unfortunate that they are still taking this stance. This now makes three to four games that have been denied cross-platform status that they simply don't want to do. Uh, A few of those that come to mind is Rocket League. That's going to be cross-platform on Switch. It's going to be cross-platform on Xbox One and PC. The only one left out is Sony again. The other game that this is happening for is Minecraft. Now, obviously, Minecraft is a little bit different. Minecraft, the whole series, I guess, is technically owned by Microsoft if you go back to the actual owners of um, the different development companies that work with that. So I can somewhat see that, but the excuses that Sony have behind this are kind of lame. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because then it's going to sound like I'm ranting about it, but it is unfortunate. Now um, there's a lot of uh, talk online about, well, Microsoft did it to Sony when the 360 and PS3 era was around, but let's keep a couple things in mind. Xbox Live was charging at the time. They were a lot more superior of an online service compared to the Sony PSN that existed back then that was a free service, and the infrastructure between the two systems were completely different. It had nothing to really do with a specific title or piece of software or marketing deal, and that's what we're kind of seeing happening now. PSN is now a lot better of an online service, and so is Xbox Live. So we'll kind of see why that is, and if we have, we're talking about Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft. Nintendo doesn't even have an online service, but they're going to be having the cross-platform gaming going on. So negative there. We'll kind of see what happens and how that develops. The last piece of developer this news is going to be the Mass Effect Andromeda Studio finally saying we are no longer going to be making any single player content. This seems to be a big talking point in a lot of our actual uh, bitcasts and even our SG conversations from last week. But the developer has finally confirmed via an online post that they will no longer be working on any more single player content. And that was released recently with the most recent patch that they did for the single player content. So the unfortunate thing here is that they are going to be creating new content on the multiplayer side. The kind of negative thing about that is the reason they're probably going to be doing stuff on the multiplayer side is because that's where all the microtransactions are. So while you can definitely play and do different things with weapons and characters and stuff, they're probably going to be charging you for the new content they release. So a lot of people are saying they're out for the money. Now what does that mean for the story that's left with a lot of cliffhangers? Well, BioWare did respond with that as well and they said they're going to continue all that with comics. So I'm not really sure how that bodes for a lot of fans that have kind of followed and stuck with the Mass Effect Andromeda series that would have been, but at the same time it's a huge negative. I've already seen a lot of negativity on social media and a lot of people saying they're actually passing on Anthem because of what's happening with Mass Effect Andromeda. So we'll see what happens. Uh, kind of unfortunate. This is the Nell and LaCoffin for single player. Probably be the last time we talk about that on our actual bitcast and SG conversations. But we might make a video of it a little bit later where we talk about how we don't really feel that the way the press treated the game was the fairest for the game. But... That kind of wraps it up for our developer news this week. The next area that we're gonna kind of talk about is rumors and fake news. And guess what? There was a lot of that that's happening in the last couple weeks. And let's talk with a couple pieces of fake news. So as you'll see on the screen in just a second, there was a recent screenshot of what was the rumored Xbox One release calendar for the next two years. Now this was kind of a dream release calendar that a lot of people were looking forward to. Um, what we kind of saw on there was Dino Crisis was being talked about, a new Crimson Skies that was being talked about, and a lot of Microsoft Studios placeholders that are kind of coming out in the near future. We also saw the new Halo title on this screenshot as well. It has been confirmed fake. So kind of keep that in mind when you're seeing that. It was a huge rumor for the biggest week, a lot of people were saying that, and it's fake because it's simply been edited. Microsoft has come out and said we don't really talk about or the deals don't really work in that way where you go out two years and have something on your calendar like that to where you start placing placeholders. It is the dream calendar, as you could say. I mean, uh, if Microsoft was to have those, that would be the nice thing to do. But if you've seen this, it is fake. Don't try to think that that's what's coming and don't really get your hopes up about that stuff because it's not confirmed. As a matter of fact, One of the developers that worked on the original Crimson Skies back on the Xbox, the original Xbox, did say that he has been working with Microsoft's Xbox One teams to try to see if they could do that. He's not really getting much traction on that from what he said. So we'll see what that means for Crimson Skies. Once again, that's one of our favorite games here at Season Gaming. We'll see if that ends up happening. I do hope that Microsoft does kind of up the ante with a lot of their exclusive software so we can kind of get out of that negativity when it comes to the fanboy war about it. Another piece of fake news that you might have seen, or rumored news, I guess you might want to call it, is the Half-Life 2 Episode 3 um, the one of the writers of the original Half-Life games did kind of write what was kind of the story that he was kind of looking forward to do in the game. A lot of people are taking the story as if it is the Episode Three that we have been waiting for for the longest time, or potentially Half-Life Three coming. Now, this is once again kind of the writer kind of doing something special for the fan base, talking about what some of his ideas were and stuff. It is not officially from Valve saying this is the next game. So, as you might want to call this. Um, I guess dream news or fake news whatever it is, it is not a real story Valve is probably not going to make another Half-Life game anytime in the near future. It doesn't really make sense for them from a profiting side. Valve makes most of their uh, money these days from Steam and licensing. So, we don't really see that happening anytime soon. Unfortunately, if you got your uh, uh, your uh, your hopes up, it is fake news at the moment. So, kind of unfortunate part there for you. On our good side of rumors and fake news, there's a big rumor going on right now regarding some screenshots that were taken from some of the Nintendo Switch GameCube possibilities from their Virtua Console. They did list a bunch of GameCube games that we're gonna be releasing with Virtua Console stuff. This is currently a rumor. It has not been confirmed by Nintendo that the screenshots that were taken from this are actually new. So we'll kind of see what happens and how that develops um, from the actual rumor slash fake news department. So technically, it's still a rumor. It has not been shelved as far as fake news as we like to call it here, but it is technically a rumor and it's hopeful. If we're going to see some GameCube titles on the Switch, that's going to be great because a lot of the GameCube software has aged pretty well. So if we start seeing first party or even some of the great third party stuff that was on the Nintendo GameCube, great plus for Nintendo Switch, even though they're probably going to charge an arm and a leg for it. So we'll see what happens. So that's it for our rumors and fake news this week. Like I said, it's gonna be a lot quicker than your typical BitCast. Hopefully you're learning a lot from the uh, rumors and fake news stuff and not really running with those. But let's go ahead and jump over to our new releases for the past two weeks. Now, the new releases for the past two weeks have been some of the best that we've seen in a very long time. So despite some of our uh, unfortunate titles, like we like to call our sports games, um, we've had some of the best software of the summer release in these past two weeks. So let's kind of talk about it. Um, The first game that released was Madden 2018. And I'm going to kind of go from the most recent uh, pieces of software to kind of the oldest. So Madden 2018 did actually release this past Monday. If you bought the Game of the Year edition, you got some early access there. It is out for PS4 and Xbox One. It is being reviewed pretty well. Um, This did come out officially for the standard release on uh, August 25th, and it did come out. Uh, OpenCritic is currently scoring the game at an 82, um, which is also their strong um, scoring. Um, this is pretty decent for a, squ- for a sports game of- that kind of releases itself every year. Um, the newest things are additions to it is the new story mode that they've kind of added to it. So if you play FIFA or if you do play FIFA, they kind of did that in the Madden thing. There's a story where a kid starts young, he goes to college, he's in the NFL. And he kind of built his story up kind of like you did in FIFA, where you start out as a, I believe, it's a high school kid. Uh, gets a, He gets onto one of the practice squads, and then he eventually becomes, I believe, in the EPL and kind of does that. So maybe wrong there, but that's just what I remember in, in the short time that I played that game in the story mode. So once again, uh, Madden NFL 2018 released August 25th. That's today that this is being filmed. Obviously, if you're listening to this a little later, August 25th. The other big game that I'm super excited about is F1 2017. So um, F1 2017 has gotten a lot of overhauls in the last couple years because they moved on to the next generation, and this is considered the best one. This one has been optimized in every single way possible. If you follow F1, this is the year that the cars are a little bit more aggressive, a lot faster, Um, kind of big stuff there. This is available on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Now, one thing to keep in mind if you're an Xbox owner, wait for the Xbox One X to release. That one's going to be the best version version of the game. If you're a Sony PS4 Pro owner, um, you are gonna be having this game with a lot of enhancements. So it is gonna be running in 4K at technically 60 frames per second. I'm seeing a lot of times that for the PS4 Pro, it's not a solid 60 frames per second, but it's up there and it runs really, really well. Um, Some of the people that were on the floor at GamesCon were saying that this is the cleanest looking F1 slash racing game that they've seen. So make sure you pick this up. This also released on the 25th, which is when this is being filmed. The score is super high at the moment, but keep in mind this game just came out today, so we might start seeing that score drop a little bit or go up if people like it. It's scoring at an 87, also known as a Mighty on Open Critic, so that's kind of one of the big deals. The other game that released this past week is Uncharted Lost Legacy. Now this is an exclusive just to the PS4. It's not even out on the PC, so this is from the Uncharted series. It is kind of a side story. It is only retailing for $39.99, so pick this up. Um, this is actually scoring super high. It's an 86 slash mighty. also. The game actually came out on the 22nd of August. So if you are keeping up with the Sony releases, as this is the one on your calendar, you're probably playing it as you may be listening to this or maybe you're playing it at home already. It's actually being set as a best Uncharted game. It's actually on my, it's currently being mailed to me right now, but um, it's supposed to have the best set pieces, some of the best story and the best graphics from the entire series. So hopefully you're getting that. Kind of a smaller game that's just came out, it's called The Escapist Part Two. If you played the first one, it's kind of a drop-down game where you can kind of play things. It's not very high with graphics or kind of processing power in those lines. It is currently out for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and get this, the Switch. So the big thing that's kind of there is the Switch is not releasing until, they haven't given a firm date, but it is saying 2017. As far as the game, it did release on the 22nd of August. It's scoring kind of average. It's a 75, also known as a strong, on Open critics, so we'll kind of see what happens with that Um, if you play the Telltale games Guardians um, of the Galaxy had did release their episode 3 it's called more than a feeling also kind of taken from the song um, from one of the big bands of the 80s and that's kind of what Guardians does with their their music Um, this is out for PS4 Xbox One NPC. The unfortunate thing here is that the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game has not been really beloved by a lot of people. It's kind of just meh, um, but that one's only scoring a 70 right now, so that's kind of considered a fair game. Um, tell, uh, telltale games are kind of hit and miss. Some of them are fantastic, some of them are kind of boring, some of them just don't really get a lot of love from a lot of people. So that one's kind of in the middle right now, and all of them have not scored that well. Um, Actually, our highest scoring game this week is the next one that we're about to talk about, and that's Sonic Mania. So Sonic Mania released and it is loved by everybody right now. So if you're a Sonic fan, played any of the old games, this is going to be one you're going to want to pick up. This is actually out for every single console, um, including PC. And the uh, one negative is that PC's not out yet. So PC comes out on the 29th of August, the actual console game did come out on the 15th, so uh, last week that it did come out. Um, And it is scoring super high as I mentioned. It's an 87 slash mighty and that's with two weeks of reviews already coming through. So it's going to probably kind of settle around 85, 86, 87, 88, somewhere in that realm It's being reviewed very well, seems like it took the best of the old Sonic games and actually improved on every single aspect. It is still the side-scroll, this is not some new story game. This is the old-school side-scrolling Sonic, so if you love Sonic, pick it up. Uh, One of the negative games that hasn't really uh, picked up too much positive press is Agents of Mayhem that did release on the 15th of August. It is out for every single console with the exception of Switch, including PC it's out. Now this is actually scoring really low at the moment. And what I mean really low, it's a week at a 68. Now this game started out kind of strong. Some of the bigger uh, reviewers did give it kind of a higher score and it has dropped. It continues to drop. And this is kind of the uh, game that is kind of taking a lot of stuff from your uh, Grand Theft Autos, your Saints Row series. Um, this is kind of where you're kind of picking up from that. Um, a lot of people just not liking it that much. It, I've heard a lot of people just getting kind of bored of it. Another game that's out is Matterfall. Now, Matterfall is a PS4 exclusive. It's kind of one of their smaller games that you can kind of simply download. I don't even think it has a physical release. Uh, Matterfall's scoring just kind of fair. It did release on the 15th, and with fair, it means it's a 74 via Open Critics, so not your highest rated game. Something you might want to check out on PSN if you're kind of bored and looking for something different. Another game that's kind of different is going to be a game called Observer. Now, Observer is out for all consoles except the Switch. It doesn't have the power for that. Observer did come out on the 15th, so last week. It's also scoring kind of in the middle. It's a fair, also a 74, so another kind of in the middle game. You have Nidhogg that came out recently. Nidhog is available only for PS4 and the console realm, but it's also available for PC. So Nidhog is rating currently at a strong 79, so a pretty decent game it seems like. And that also released on the 15th, so we're looking at a few games in that release calendar of the 15th. Next one's called Pillar of Earth, and this one came out on PC PS4 and Xbox One, also the 15th. This one's scoring pretty well at a strong 80. So another game that looks really interesting. Take a look at the trailer when you get a chance. I was actually really intrigued with it. It's probably not going to be a game that I'm going to be playing right away, but the art style and the way this game looks is really neat. So we'll see if I end up picking it up. Another Telltale game that is not probably picking up too much traction right now, but it's the Minecraft Telltale game. Now, this one's kind of interesting because if you're a Minecraft fan or if you're obsessed with Minecraft, you're probably playing this game. If you're just a Telltale game and you like the story games, you're probably on the fence about it, Um, so we'll see if you like it. But this is Season 2 that we're out already with the Minecraft game. This actually is Episode 2 of Season 2. It is out for the PC, PS4, and actually the Xbox One. This also came out on the 15th. And this is another negative for Telltale Games. It's only scoring a week slash 69. So not the highest score, we're below 70, so that kind of puts it into the lower echelon of games. Now the next one we're gonna talk about is kind of a weird release because it was only released by Limited Run Games. It's where they've kind of create a physical copy of a game and then they release it and it's technically considered a release, but it's not published by Sony in any way whatsoever or any of the big publishers. So it's Night Trap. So Night Trap came out on the PS4. Um, It did get a special edition and a standard. We were actually talking about it on our last bitcast. And the fun thing here is that this is going to be one of the games that's just more of a collector's thing. Now, it did get reviewed on Open Critic, and the negative thing here is they're only giving it a 59, so it's a week. So if we remember the game not being the best game ever anyways, but it is kind of interesting to kind of see that it got a physical release, you'll probably play it really quick and put it back on the shelf and keep it as a collectible. So that's kind of a fun one. The last one we have on our new releases is StarCraft Remastered. This is only out on PC, and the only reason I have it on this list since we don't talk a ton about PC here is because StarCraft was kind of important for a lot of us growing up, and this one is the remastered edition only on PC. This one came out on the 14th. It is only a digital download currently, and it's currently scoring super high for PC. It's a mighty 88. So you're looking at a lot of things that are kind of releasing this week. Kind of let us know what you think about the games, and let us know if you're playing them as well. Okay, let's talk about our main topic this week. So our main topic this week is GamesCon. So this is one of the biggest conventions that kind of happens for gamers. So the press does attend this thing. It is actually in Germany. Um, And one of the biggest things that's great about GamesCon is a lot of these developers and publishers show up to GamesCon and there's a ton of things for gamers to actually take advantage of. There's tons of game stations. At this point, E3 has already passed. So all the games that we're expecting in the fall, you can see more of it and get more gameplay. And there's a lot of stations that you can go up to and actually put your hands on the game. So a lot of the games that were really big, you were, you'd were you hear about them, and then you could go play them if you're in that area. So GamesCon, pretty far for a lot of us here in the States. If you're in Europe area or everything, we're super jealous of you. That's kind of one of the greatest things about these conventions is that they're so close and you can do everything you need to do. Let's talk a little bit about it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the biggest surprises and not our personal opinions, but some of the things that kind of surprised the whole industry. And then we're gonna kind of uh, talk about the cross-play games that are available that were kind of talked a lot about at GamesCon and got some press, and then we're gonna go through each one of the big three, so Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. After we finish that, I'll kind of close it out with my personal season reflections and then close out our BitCast for the week. So what were some of the biggest surprises from GamesCon this week? So from the big surprise for me personally, and also for the industry, like I said a second ago, Secret of Mana is getting a complete remake of kind of a 3D remake. So Secret of Mana was initially a Super Nintendo slash Super Famicom game, depending on where you played it. And this one came out of nowhere. No one had any idea about this one coming. There was no rumors about a Secret of Mana thing. A lot of people were thinking this was the big Sony release, but there was actually something else that was the big Sony release that was behind and covered over um, some kind of hidden from the public. But this one is super exciting. One of the big things about this surprise is that it's also coming out on the Vita. So if you have a Vita, you can actually pick it up for there. You can also pick it up for the PS4. Now this is, we'll talk about a little bit more about it, but it's coming early 2018. So we're looking at a February release date for it. Can't can't wait to get my hands on it. One of the fun things about that is if you are getting an SNES classic, you can play the original Secret of Mana and then play this remake when it comes out in 2018. So that's a great surprise. Another one is a new IP that we don't know that much about, yet it's called Immortal Unchained. Now, Immortal Unchained is looking a little bit like God of War. Um, We'll kind of talk about the trailer and we're showing you a little bit of the trailer right now, but we don't really know much about it at all. As far as the press that it got, all we really got was kind of a trailer. And in that trailer, it didn't really show a lot of gameplay at all. It kind of gives you an idea of what to kind of expect from it, and it looks neat. I mean, that's all you can really say about it right now. We can't say anything else. Another big surprise that we have kind of didn't know anything about that was ours, um, and the way the developer kind of explained it, it is kind of a kung fu type game with weapons and guns. It plays a little bit and looks a little bit um, from a gameplay standpoint like Bayonetta or your Devil May Cry, things like that. We'll see what it looks like. The more it develops, we don't really have a release date for it yet, but that's kind of one of the big things that a lot of people are super excited about. Um, the last big surprise that I don't think anybody really saw coming is Age of Empires 4. This was on the Microsoft conference where they kind of talked about it. There's also a Age of Empires remaster that's coming where they're going to play the original one. And you can kind of play it. It'll be available on the Xbox One and also PC. So a lot of people didn't really see that coming. Um, as I talk about these next cross-play games, um, these are, once again, they're cross-play, so they're coming out on both consoles, and it's important to remember that everything here is not specific to one console. However, with a lot of the games coming out, it's gonna be interesting to see if the Pro or the Xbox One X gets the better treatment on the enhancements. We've already seen some games that are gonna get a better treatment on the Xbox One X just due to raw power, um, but these uh, games that we're gonna talk about did get some press and not really new press at the same time, so let's go ahead and get started with them. So the first one's Destiny 2. Um, the big thing that came from gamescon from destiny 2 is more of the same characters are now getting introduced with their own little intro we saw more gameplay more um, new trailers for it other things about it is just more of the same so not really too much to talk about Um, As far as Destiny 2 goes, there was a little bit of talk about the uh, lack of processing power for both consoles. Now, we are aware that it is going to run near 4K on both the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. It won't be native 4K, but we are going to be locked at 30 frames per second. The unfortunate part here is that the PC version will not be locked at 30 frames per second. So If you have a super strong machine, you're going to be able to actually play this game above 60 frames per second, and it'll be in 4K available for you. Now, Activision has not come out and said that the reason they're locking it down is because the uh, Sony PS4 Pro doesn't have the power to run more than that, but in a lot of the phrasing that they're using, it's saying to get the best experience on console, they had to lock it to 30 frames per second in non-native 4K. So take it as you will. There's not much to really go into a kind of console war about here. It's just unfortunate that they're not pushing it any further than that. Um, If you're a Destiny 2 person or a Destiny 1 fan, it's more of the same. So nothing really new was announced at Gamescom aside from a little conversation. The next big one that we're expecting in early uh, 2018 is Far Cry 5. There was a lot more gameplay shown here. Um, there's not really anything new. There wasn't any new uh, type of uh, gameplay outside of the dog and some of the dog bites that you can have and how you can use your dog a little bit more in Far Cry 5, but we got a lot of information at E3 and a lot of new stuff is not really mentioned that games come. but it was cool to see some more gameplay and more on how this game is evolving. Um, another game that we did get more information for was Need for Speed Payback. Now Need for Speed Payback is looking like a really cool game. One of the big things that they kind of released um, for it was the fact that you can actually um, do things like a cop chase. There was a BMW M5 that was kind of shown and you kind of do a lot of things with it. Um, the other thing that was uh, cool about it was kind of the ability to run away from the cops and do more stuff while you're running from the cops. It did seem to have a little bit of story base to it, so we'll see if that actually kind of shows itself in the game. It probably will. I don't see um, EA doing a ton of new things with Payback that we haven't already seen and other Need for Speed games. But we'll see, it's looking pretty cool. It's coming out here in the fall. So right around the corner, I believe it's in November that that game releases. Uh, The Crew 2, another one of the racing games that's out. Once again, you have your kind of your land, your water and your air racing. Um, They did show how you can kind of switch between your different race types while you're in the vehicles. So if you're racing on the street and you want to jump to the air, they showed a game mechanic where you can actually do that kind of live. 2 is actually looking really good. With the Crew 2, I'm actually more excited about the Crew 2 than I am about Need for Speed, and I've uh, in the past been a huge Need for Speed fan, it's just that it's changed so much over the time, and we'll see how they both come out. I wouldn't be surprised if Need for Speed blows us all away, so we'll see how it goes. Um, another game that's really big this fall that'll probably sell more than all of them, aside from one of them, is uh, Battlefront 2. So Battlefront 2 did show more gameplay. They did talk a little bit more about um, the space battles. That was kind of the biggest thing. At E3, they didn't really show a lot of uh, space battles. They showed more of the ground battle. So it was cool to kind of see more air and space battles. Um, that was one of the biggest things that was shown here. At the same time, nothing new. We That's right around the corner. That's a couple months away. So we're kind of excited about that game. Cool to see more about it. And it's right around the corner. Let's get ready for it. The other big game that I was just talking about, too, is Call of Duty World War II. So uh, we did get some more gameplay. We got some online matches that we were able to see. They did talk about some of the competitive side of of the World War II game and kind of what you're seeing. Uh, At the same time, we've got the beta coming out this weekend and next week. So not too much new stuff is shown, but it was cool to see it on the stage and tons of people getting their hands on it. One that did get a lot of uh, press and also um, some negative press is the new uh, Lord of the Rings game. So that's Middle Earth, Shadow of War. The negative press here is the amount of uh, uh, microtransactions that are gonna be in the game. Um, They haven't uh, really broke down exactly how much they're going to cost, but they did mention there will be a cost on how you can upgrade your player, so I guess the pay-to-play mechanic is there. If this really bothers you from a single-player standpoint, you're probably going to be upset with the way the game is going to release. Star Wars Battlefront is also going to be the same way, there's a lot of pay-to-play there. So um, there's really not an online mechanic that you can kind of have an advantage on, so depending on how you feel about that, if you're okay with single-player microtransactions, they're there. Um, If they're there from the multiplayer side, hasn't really been discussed on how that's going to be, so we'll see more of that as the game gets closer. Uh, The Shadow of War is going to be coming out in October, so that's uh, a month and a half away, depending on uh, when you're listening to this, so October 10th. One game that did get a ton of press, and it's because people are super excited about it, is the Dragon Ball uh, Z Fighters. Now, Dragon Ball Z Fighters has kind of been kind of a uh, surprise to a lot of people, no one saw this coming before E3. Um, A huge surprise at E3, a lot of people have been excited about it, E3 didn't show a lot of characters that you can really play with. I believe they only showed about six to seven characters that you can play. That all changed at GamesCon. At GamesCon, we had all the androids from the series kind of show up. And then at the end of Gamescom, they released a lot of new characters via a trailer. Now on this trailer, it was a huge surprise. So you have the most recent Dragon Ball Z uh, Super Saiyan gods show up, and that was uh, Vegeta. And also uh, Goku showed up here where you can actually turn into the gods. So um, that's a huge deal. The reason it's a huge deal is because the characters that happen between Dragon Ball Z and that story are probably gonna be in the game. So we've seen that Cell will be in the game. We've seen Frieza. That means that the Majin Buu and all the other characters along those will probably show up in the game. We don't know exactly if the Dragon Ball GT series characters will be showing up in there, but it'd be really cool if they do. A lot of people are a big fan of the Super Saiyan transformations in there. So before I get too nerdy on Dragon Ball Z, that's kind of one of the greatest things that happened at Gamescom for this game. lot of new stuff coming. People were just going crazy. I had some friends that aren't even in gaming that I sent the trailers to and they're like, I'm thinking about getting back into gaming just for this game. So pretty cool. We'll see how it happens. Another cross-platform title is Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown. Um, These are usually uh, flying games that have some pretty good narratives attached to them. So it's not just boring fighting and you do all kinds of things in the air. These have some pretty good trailers. Um, We got another longer trailer that looks really good. So we'll see that happens. Um, another sports game that is getting a release coming out that has a huge following, the NBA 2K series. So we're looking at NBA 2K18. We saw a really cool trailer that came out, which was a Legends trailer. And in there you saw Michael Jordan, you saw Julius Erving, you saw Magic Johnson, all of them were kind of coming out. And it looks like you can kind of create your own team as well as the official teams during that time. So I remember I saw part of a trailer, where I saw Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan playing in there. Uh, same teams. So more than likely you'll be able to play with those original teams that were the championship teams and you can kind of play other championship games. So maybe a championship team from the 90s will play one from the middle 2000s. Um, That'd be really cool to match up in and it looks fantastic as always. I can't wait to see the uh, PS4 Pro and Xbox One X enhancements for that game but it looks really good. Um, The other one that kind of had a huge trailer that a lot of people went crazy for was Assassin's Creed Origins. So at E3, uh, was a big announcement. It was on the Xbox stage. It talked about 4K. A lot of people doubted that it would be 4K. Well, guess what? It's here, and it is true native 4K, as Xbox One X did say it would be. So that's a huge, great surprise for that game. The uh, interesting thing here about the trailer was that the trailer had a CGI trailer, and then you had a gameplay trailer, and then the developer did come on the stage as well and give a long gameplay of almost 30 minutes so the game is shaping up to be really good we'll see what happens when it does release hopefully it's not full of glitches but this game has been in development for a long time so let's hope that it actually delivers on what we're looking forward to if you have kids or if you like LEGO games, uh, LEGO Marvel Super Heroes 2 did have a nice trailer. Um it is talked about this is the largest um, roster of characters and if you play LEGO games, you, they have huge rosters already. So from the Marvel side, this can probably match up with the DC side where they have the massive roster of characters. And the actual game looks pretty cool. Uh, we did get a firm release date, it's November 14th of 2017, so right around the corner. Let's start talking about the uh, specific consoles or console makers uh, stuff. So we did have an article on our site about Xbox. They kind of kicked it off and that was kind of our Gamescom kickoff. Um, A lot of surprises here um, as to what's coming from Microsoft. Um, One of the cool uh, uh, announcements was the Xbox One S Minecraft console coming, so if you're a Minecraft fan, um, this was actually a pretty cool uh, console. The, uh, what it's made from is different. It comes with its own custom controller too. Now, if you follow me at all or know anything, I'm not a big Minecraft fan, so um, I didn't care about the game, but I will say the console looks really, really slick. So if you're looking for an Xbox One S, I would actually go for this. Um, It can be pre-ordered on the Microsoft site. I haven't seen it come on Amazon yet. Um, or even GameStop. So um, I'm curious if this is only something you can get from Microsoft. Um, It is running at your typical standard price. I think it is at 399. So um, it is pricey for that. You are getting two terabytes out of it. So it is looking pretty nice though. Um, I have a feeling this will probably be hard to find come Christmas time if people are looking to get that. So that was kind of a new announcement. I did already talk about the Age of Empires, um, not only the remaster, but part four. That was one of Microsoft's biggest announcements for their game that they were kind of talking about. If you're excited about that, great. If not, it probably didn't do much for you, but we didn't get to see any gameplay whatsoever from Age of Empires four. We saw kind of what looked like a storied trailer, and with that actual story trailer, it was all art. There really wasn't much game. We did see a little bit of the Age of Empires remaster and that looks pretty cool they showed kind of what was the old pc game and then they showed kind of what it's going to look like after the remaster and if you loved age of empires on pc a long time ago this might be a pickup for you so we'll see what that means we'll see if they bundle the remaster in with part four but we didn't really even have a release date for part four so i have a feeling the remaster will come out first That'll kind of sell near full price, uh, around the $59.99, or hopefully it comes out around $39.99. And by the time that gets some age on it, we'll see if it gets bundled into the Age of Empires 4 as the new release. Uh, as I said before, that's going to be a PC and Xbox One release. So it'll kind of be the Xbox on Windows, or Windows games, as they kind of usually tend to call it. Um, The other thing that was kind of new is the uh, Path of Exile, the free-to-play MOBA, is out now, so you can kind of play that. It is free. It was in beta for the longest time, and you had to sign up for that, but it is out today, and today is August 25th. So um, you can kind of play that, download it, free-to-play, kind of a cool thing. Another um, trailer uh, slash surprise or not surprise, we kind of were kind of uh, talking about it a few weeks ago, is ReCore is getting a definitive edition. And let me make sure that's not confusing for people. It is not a remaster in the traditional sense. It is the definitive edition because it is getting the 4K treatment. So that was running in, I, actually I think it was less than 1080p. I think it was around 900p. Um, after, and it was not at a solid uh, 60 frames per second. So with a definitive edition you are getting a remaster from less than 1080p to true 4K and it is running at full 4K um, and it will also be in 60 frames per second. Um, There's a few new game mechanics and kind of an expansion of things that were not in the original title. Now, one of the neat things about that is if you have this game already, it is a completely free download for you to get all that enhancement and the new expansion pack, so even if you're not getting an Xbox One X for that actual uh, um, enhancement when that comes out, you do get to have the expansion and the better frames, so it will be nice to have. Another great thing about that is the Xbox Game Pass is going to have that as a free game coming up really soon, so you get the full game right then and there, so a cool announcement and it's cool to see that Microsoft Studios did kind of come through and kind of give that great thing for us. But it has gotten a little bit of hate because people are claiming it's a it's a remaster and the game's only been out for not even a year. It's not a traditional remaster. It's what they call a definitive edition. The remaster was phrasing on the trailer and so people got confused and obviously you have the trolling that comes along with that. So if you played it or if you own it, it's going to be available for you. It's coming up. Um, the definitive edition is out on the 29th of August. So right around the corner, we'll see how that looks. Um, we did get a little bit more from Cuphead. So Microsoft did have uh, one of the developers from the team come out and show a little bit more. Um, we also got a lot more gameplay for Cuphead. So that game is right around the corner. It's September 29th. Uh, we can't wait for it. It's currently only a, <coughs> a digital release. So we were hoping for a physical release of some sort. Maybe we'll see something like that in the future. But it does look fantastic and better than we were hoping for. So the music's great. The gameplay's great. It looks really cool. The art style is fantastic. Can't wait for the game. One of the other things that we saw from Microsoft is that a lot of the trailers are now coming out with what the enhancements are for the titles. So, uh, Aaron uh, Greenberg did talk a little bit about where you can get that list, so if you go to Majornelson.com, there's an actual tab where it talks about the Xbox One X. There's over 100 games that are going to have enhancements via the Xbox One X. Now, one of the negative things about that is a lot of those games aren't out yet. So the 100 is kind of a deceiving number, but at the same time, it's cool that when those games do come out, they will have enhancements. Now that list is subject to change so that by the time the game console launches in November, there will probably be a lot more games on that list. So um, a few games that are kind of uh, missing some of the enhancements is like your Battlefield 1. Um, You know, that has pro enhancements, so hopefully it's going to have Xbox One X enhancements, Prey which is kind of being seen as one of the game of the years, including us here at Season Gaming love that game. So hopefully that gets an enhancement. So there are still more to come. That's just the tentative list so far. Once again, majornelson.com. Take a look at the enhancement list if you want to see that. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider did have a trailer to kind of show what their enhancements are gonna be for the game, and it's a lot more than the PS4 Pro. So it is gonna be running at native 4K, 60 frames per second. They did go through all the details of textures and other areas that are getting a touch up from the PS4 Pro, including stuff that looks like it's coming from the PC at ultra settings. So great to see that the power of the Xbox One X is going to use there, and we'll see more trailers of just enhancements coming in in the near future. Um, The last thing that was kind of talked about and was the big thing was the uh, Xbox One X release. Um, I talked about that in our news, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. One of the neat things was, though, is that Major Nelson did do a live unboxing, or it was probably recorded, but it was showed at the Gamescom Xbox a conference, and you were able to see exactly what's coming in the fancy uh, Project Scorpio writing that was on there. So I'll have the video. I'm kind of showing it to you right now But at the same time, I'll have it linked in case you want to see that. It's all over YouTube So if you follow YouTube right now, you can kind of see that unboxed. At the same time Microsoft was going around with some famous youtubers and kind of showing them the console and they were able able to Unbox it, but they did take it away. They weren't able to keep it. So kind of a negative for them. Okay, that's it for Microsoft. Um, A lot of people were kind of let down from Microsoft on this one. Uh, Keep in mind, Microsoft kind of went all out at E3. They showed a ton of games. It was one of the biggest uh, games announcements ever um, at an E3. Um, So it was kind of cool to see that this was kind of following up, and we finally got more from the Project Scorpio, including the pre-order date. So that was kind of one of the big releases. Um, Age of Empires was kind of cool, but if you weren't into Age of Empires, you probably didn't care. So, kind of hit or miss with, uh, with Xbox, but let's move on to Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo's another one that really didn't have a ton to say about stuff at Gamescom. They were present, there was a lot of gameplay stuff, but everything that we saw there was actually a lot of the stuff that we were kind of expecting already, so not really anything new. Okay, so let's talk about Nintendo. Um, Nintendo, like I said before, they are kind of hit and miss at these things, Um, but you got to keep in mind Nintendo's bread and butter is through their fans that have been with them for a long time. And one of the biggest things that Nintendo spent a lot of time with was Pokémon Tournament. So this is the Pokémon fighting game. Um, you got to keep in mind this came out on the Wii U already, but this is the uh, Pokin Tournament uh, uh, Deluxe. So this is the Deluxe Edition. It's right around the corner. There was tons of gameplay, tons of trailers about it. Um, It does come out September 29th, so it's right around the corner, so they're pushing that game as much as they can. So we got a ton of gameplay on that. Another game that got a new trailer, which is more of a story trailer, is Fire Emblem Warriors. Now one of the things that's interesting about this game is it's very similar to your Dynasty Warriors. If you played Hyrule Warriors, which is is the Zelda game, um, it kind of takes it from the same ga- uh, vein. So what they do is you get one of the main characters that's beloved in Fire Emblem, you send them to do a quest, and then tons of NPCs come and you have to try to kill them in big groups. So. Um, This is not the Fire Emblem story game that was teased and talked about during the Switch announcement with their games. This is the Warriors game. Um, We don't really know as far as a release date on it. It was still mentioned for 2017, so we'll see if this game actually releases sooner than later. Um, I'm sure we'll be excited for it though. It's going to have a huge following. It'll probably sell like crazy. Uh, The other one that got more trailers and more footage is Rocket League for the Switch. Now, this is going to get some cool content um, from Nintendo because it's going to have, I've already seen, I believe, a Samus car. There's some games that have Mario and Luigi colors, sorry, some cars that have Mario and Luigi colors. Um, It looks really cool, but it's going to be the same old uh, Rocket League with a bit of Nintendo flair. Um, I did mention Skyrim earlier. A lot of people got their hands on Skyrim for the Switch. Uh, This one's looking pretty cool um, if you like Skyrim, but you know a lot of us are exhausted from Skyrim, so it'll be cool to take on the go, but we're not really getting anything new here as far as content goes. Um, I believe there was a skin that your main character could have of Link from the Nintendo series, so um, that's looking cool, but we're not really seeing anything new from it. So uh, cool that we're getting released. It's still slated for 2017. Um, One that did get a lot of press was the uh, Metroid Samus Returns 3DS game. So, um, we don't really know what's coming on with Metroid Prime. They didn't show anything else from Metroid Prime 4 that we saw at E3. But it was cool to see the handheld game. Uh, This game is getting a really nice treatment for the 3DS. It'll probably be one of the best games for the 3DS once it finally releases. Uh, This game's coming out September 15th, so right around the corner. Um, And they did show a ton of it. We got to see gameplay. People had their hands on the console. Looks really cool. On the topic of the console, the Metroid Samus Nintendo 3DS is coming out as well on that date, so we did see a little bit more about that. Um, the Splatoon 2 advertising team, we at it again. They're kind of hilarious the way they kind of come out and they're uh, kind of doctor scrubs or I should say um, kind of chemist scrubs. Um, there's some new uh, characters, some new levels, and some more enhancements coming from Splatoon 2. So um, those are going to start rolling out on September 1st, so right around the corner. It's cool to see uh, that that game is already getting some uh, information that's kind of new. Um, That game came out in July, so that's pretty fast for DLC. We'll see if there's a cost to it. But it does look really nice. um, And if you like Splatoon, it's going to be great for you. You'll have a great time with that one. Um, the uh, The other big news that was out, or I should say not really news, but more gameplay, was uh, the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Now, we got to keep in mind that game is out in a couple weeks. Um, so, actually, not a couple weeks. That's out next week. So August 29th. August 29th is going to be your release date for that one. Um, right around the corner, uh, there's a lot of people playing it, kind of enjoying it. Um, And the last big thing was the Mario Odyssey. Now this didn't really get a ton of press. This one also got a ton of information at E3. People were playing it, we got tons of gameplay. So we're not really seeing too many new things here. Uh, Nintendo didn't really have any big surprises um, from any of their consoles or anything along those lines. It's just cool to see that software is pumping out in the fall and they'll have a strong lineup for the software um, for the fall. So we'll kind of see what happens in the way that system evolves and continues to evolve. Now one of the neat things about that is the Switches are able to be found. So if you are near a GameStop, as you kind of seen, they've been putting their uh, sign on the store saying uh, Nintendo Switch in stock. Um, A lot of retailers, our online retailers, are having their stock refreshed as well. So I hope that that does mean that the Nintendo Switch stock will be up for the holidays. Um, We'll see, they'll probably still sell like crazy, but um, we'll see what's up. The last piece of information from Nintendo was they did have their SNES trailer. Um, which was kind of cool because they kind of went back to the 80s and 90s and kind of had a cool trailer. I'll be showing it to you right now on how they kind of did it. But um, it is kind of really cool to see that um, type of, uh, I guess, production for that trailer. Uh, the negative thing is, a lot of people won't get their hands on an SNES Classic, but um, that's kind of good for Nintendo. So Nintendo, like I said, their bread and butter is their fan base. They kind of just pump out software. That's all they really need to do. There really wasn't any announcements regarding their Virtual console that's supposedly coming. Any of their online service wasn't really mentioned. Their communication service wasn't really mentioned um, too much, but that was really it from Nintendo. So, hit or miss for you once again. Now, Sony, on the other side, um, once again, they're pumping out software um, like crazy um, for the past year with exclusives. Um, It was really cool to kind of see them continue to show software. Um, With that uh, being said, they are going to have their own conference coming up here in the fall. I believe it's November, if I'm not mistaken. Um, That was kind of announced. So... Um, there was a lot of rumors of what was going to be released here. There was a big surprise that they were going to have. And let's talk about that surprise. So the first one I did mention, the biggest surprise for me, was the Secret of Mana PS4 and Vita game. Um, that was really cool. Once again, we're looking at um, February 15th, 2018 for that. So right around the corner, um, if you're thinking about 2018. So it is a 2018 game, but it's at the start of 2018. Um, There was no gameplay aside from the little trailer that they had. So the trailer was really short. I'll be showing it to you again right now. It was only about a minute and a half, um, but from what we've seen, it looks really cool. The other big announcement that they had was kind of a huge negative for me personally, and let me tell you why. Um, It was the Sony PS4 Gran Turismo Sport console. Now, it's getting its own console, and I don't know if you heard me, but it is a Slim. So this was weird to me because the best experience that you're gonna get from the Gran Turismo sport game is on the PS4 Pro, not on the standard PS4. So you might get some HDR lighting from the Slim, but the main power that's gonna come out of that is for the Pro. The other negative is that it was not announced for the USA region. So this is coming out to almost every other region with the exception of the United States. Now, I'm not sure if that's because there's more uh, software sold on the Forza and Project Cars um, in the United States, whereas Gran Turismo sells more units worldwide um, outside of the United States, or if we're gonna get a console that hasn't been quite announced yet for the USA region. But this was kind of a letdown. However, the console does look really slick. So I will say, if you are in those regions, try to get the pre-order as soon as you can when that does go up, if it has not gone up yet. Um, This is releasing alongside of the game. So um, the game does release October 18th um, and so you'll be able to get the console there. So weird that it's not a pro, maybe there is a pro coming, but the main announcement for that was a slim. So this was their big announcement that they had kind of hiding and they kind of unveiled it and it's the Gran Turismo Sport console. So maybe that was their uh, version to kind of combat the Minecraft Xbox One or maybe they're trying to take some steam away um, from Forza and the Xbox One X release that comes out the following month after those games. So we'll see what's up, but it looks neat. It's just not coming to the United States. So if you're following that, you're not gonna get it. So unless you can import it. So maybe we can import it guys, that's the thing to do. Um, so the other thing that was interesting about Sony is that they did have a few more Vita releases. So another game by the name of Yomanawari, um, and I probably butchered that like crazy, but it was kind of a hard one to remember, is another Vita game that's coming to PS4 and Vita. Uh, The good news from there is that a lot of people thought that the Vita software was completely shelved and no longer coming. Now, Sony has done a lot of weird things in the last year or so to Vita owners. They've kind of taken Vita off the Sony store. Um, online, so you can't really get games from there or buy stuff from them. There really hasn't been any first-party games coming from Sony anymore for the Vita. So it was cool to see a few titles from Vita, and um, it's interesting to see if they're kind of hyping up the handheld market, because in the near future there is the rumored Vita replacement. Now, that has, once again, a rumor that has not been talked about from anything, but they have kind of dug into some of the patents that Sony has been doing from the handheld market, and we'll see if that's coming. And that'll be uh, combating the Switch um, or the Nintendo 3DS. We'll see how much power it's coming, but from the rumors where there's a lot of power behind it. So we'll see if that actually comes. Once again, that's just me thinking, so that's not confirmed or even coming from Sony. Uh, the other big, other big surprise was that uh, Sony's um, third-party controller maker, which is Nacon, um, did release a Revolution 2 controller. So if you followed our site, one of our most read articles is um, Ains' uh, Sony Nacon um, Revolution 1 controller. That was initially released in the Japanese and European markets, and you could import it, and it did eventually come to the U.S., but it didn't get a lot of press. Now this is kind of... Um, Sony's response to the Microsoft Elite controller. And the um, and this is um, what I'm talking about that I mentioned the Revolution 1 was. Um, it wasn't as expensive as the Elite controller but it was kind of seen as kind of the main controller you want to play with outside of SCUF. So SCUF Gaming has a really neat controller but it is pricey and what you do is you have to actually send your PS4 controller in and then they upgrade it and do stuff. So um, this is once again the the Nacon controller. Um, As you're kind of seeing in the trailer I'm showing you now, it does look to have some different modes similar to the Elite controller. It does seem to have a charging device that you can remove your cord from so you don't have to go just hard cable anymore. Um, And it is releasing sometime in September of 2017. Um, Actually, before this, I did try to go to Amazon and GameStop and it's not available for pre-order yet. The uh, Revolution 1 controller is still the main one to get. Um, So we'll see when that actually goes up for pre-order, but the controller looks really nice. Um, We'll see if I pick it up this time and do a review for it since Ames did the first one, Um, but it does look really cool. So if you're looking for a better experience with the offset joysticks or just a better controller than the Sony PS4 controller, this might be one for you. So uh, there is a trailer for it. Um, another game that has been out for a while, and this is another MOBA, it's a game called Paragon. So Paragon did get its own trailer for PS4. It initially released back in 2016 for the PC. Um, it's got kind of an up-and-down community, but a lot of people enjoy it. And the trailer did show one of the characters kind of walking around and shooting people. So the cool thing about this is that it is free-to-play, and it was available for free-to-play at the time that the trailer launched. So if you're watching or listening to this now, you can check out Paragon. Um, it is free to play on the PS4, or I should say, the PSN store, um, and it looks really cool. It, it does run on the Epic Engine. So if you've played Gears or if you followed any of the the Epic developers' um, uh, engine, it looks really nice. There in that same vein of your Bullet Storms, your Gears of War's stuff like that. So if you're into MOBA's, check it out. It's free. So. The other game that's right around the corner that did get a tiny bit of press was Knack 2. Um, if you remember, Nac 1 was one of the launch titles for the Sony PS4. It's got a really negative uh, press and didn't get reviewed very well. So I'm not sure if uh, Sony is simply not really... Um, you know, advertising this game much or getting any marketing because they're not really sure how it's going to do in the market in general. But it is coming out right around the corner and we did get some more gameplay and some co-op gameplay that looks really nice. That comes out right around the corner on September 5th. So right around that Labor Day weekend time, that's when that game's coming out. So kind of... Uh, A little bit of press here and there. And the last one along with the console is Gran Turismo Sport. So that's coming out once again October 17th. The interesting thing about this game is that um, it's going to be combating project cars. It's going to be combating Forza. And it has been a long time coming from Sony or Polyphony, depending on who you want to talk to about developing versus publishing. But um, this is the first Gran Turismo on the PS4. The PS4 has been out for some time. During that time, we've seen two Forzas. This will be the second Project Cars, and if you look at the other racing titles like Drive Club or Forza Horizon, obviously those are more of your, your fun arcade racers, but this is the first time we're seeing something from Polyphony, and we'll see how the game delivers. It's gonna be kind of light on content. They've already been talking about DLC. We'll see if they kind of do their DLC similar to the way Forza does it with a DLC that releases on a monthly uh, basis, but right around the corner, once again, October 17th, and that was kind of the, the big talk from Sony this year. Um, There's been a lot of trailers coming out from Sony on games that are cross-platform, so try not to confuse your first-party exclusives with cross-platform. There really wasn't much talked about new consoles or any new PS4 Pros. A lot of people thought that there would be a newer PS4 Pro, they might be saving that for their Sony-only um, uh, uh, conference that's coming up in November. Um, we'll see if that's the case. Once again, that's just rumors. And the other rumor is, once again, the PS Vita replacement. So um, we don't really know what's coming um, from the surprises, but you know there was a few uh, great stuff that we were able to see at Gamescom. So um, that's really it for our main topic this week, guys. Um, we did want to go over um, kind of what the big things were from Gamescom the big surprises, Um, if you follow YouTube at all or um, if you only do podcasts, I'm not sure if you do, but um, you can always subscribe to Sony Um, If you're in the European um, regions, there's a Sony UK and EU um, where you can kind of see all their trailers. There's a ton of trailers uploaded, so take a look at those. Nintendo did the same as well and so did Microsoft. So depending on who you follow, if you play all of them, you can kind of check them out. Um, There's a lot of 4k trailers out now or 1440p trailers, so if you have that ability on your computer or on your consoles to run that, check them out and those resolutions are really cool to see. That's it for our main topic. And what we usually do after our main topic is we do a thing called season reflections where Ains and I kind of talk about our games from yesteryear that we uh, loved or really liked a lot. And so I'm once again doing it solo, so I will be really quick. But uh, my game for this week is The Puppeteer. And if you followed uh, Sony um, in the PS3 range, you probably uh, saw a little bit of The Puppeteer, but one of the unfortunate things is that this could th- this did come out towards the end of the generation of the PS3. So one of the weird things about that is that Puppeteer didn't really get a lot of press Um, with how good it was. So the whole point of the story was is that you were a little boy, you get kidnapped, um, and you turn into a puppet. And so you have to kind of go through the game, and the game plays, your main level is a stage. And that stage you have to kind of get through. The art design is fantastic on this. Um, If you do have access to a PS3, um, I would highly suggest this game. I believe it's also on PSN now, so if you're playing that on PS4, you can kind of play it and stream it. Um, or, or if you're on PC, you can stream it as well. So that's it for my Season Reflections this week, guys. This is more of just a fun thing to do. Um, Ains and I usually do it together and we talk about why we like it, but mine's really short this week, so I won't keep it too long. But um, that's it for our BitCast this week, guys. Ains will be back in a couple weeks, and we'll be doing probably another BitCast on our typical schedule, which is every two weeks. We'll probably talk about doing an SG Conversation at that time, where we can get Jordan back on, and we can talk about one of our other topics that we have coming around the corner. Um, But thanks for joining us, folks. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Add to comments on some of the topics we're talking about. Or maybe what did you like from Gamescom this year, if you even expected anything. Are you getting an Xbox One X? Did you reserve one? Or did you get lucky enough to get an SNES Classic that comes out in September right around the corner? But once again, thanks for joining us, um, and we'll see you next time.